0: This is episode 8, Sneaky Little Thoughts. This podcast is for parents that want solutions, not just sympathy for the many personal struggles that come with raising children with special needs. Welcome to Parents Have Special Needs Too, and I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope that you are... Finding all the things you need for this week as we continue to coronavirus. I hope you're getting the supplies you need, the food you need, the emotional support that you need, the medical support that you need, hopefully. And um, you're having a good week. This week has been rough for me. Been dealing with some depression, possibly PMSing, possibly, you know, all sorts of other things. Definitely. Definitely emotionally eating and all the things however I still wanted to show up here and give something for you guys hopefully to help if so awesome and if not I hope that you find it somewhere else all right so today I've got sneaky little thoughts what are sneaky little thoughts let's go ahead and categorize them out we've got our positive thoughts Negative thoughts and sneaky little thoughts. Those are the three that I'm addressing today. Anyway, so positive thoughts, right? I can do this. Thoughts that when you think or believe them are encouraging and help you get the results that you need. Okay. They're serviceable to you. Negative ones apparently do the opposite, right? They self-sabotage you and keep you from showing up as the person or parent that you want to be. Now. Sneaky little thoughts are thoughts that look and sound positive on the outside, but on the inside are negative because they result in self sabotage, not getting the results you want, not helping you show up as the parent that you want to be for yourself or for your child. Sorry, you don't parent yourself, but being the parent you want to be, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So, yeah. So I would consider these kinds of thoughts, wolves in sheep's clothing, okay? Because they could sound beautiful, nice, generous, righteous even, but they they aren't because of the outcome that they provide. And they they don't come from the source of good. They come from the source of bad. All right. There are a lot of examples that I could give you, but I'm just going to give you three from my personal life that I hope will illustrate enough what sneaky thoughts are that so you can identify the ones in your lives that are hindering you. So here's one that I often think about my son when I interact with him, which is, I don't want to crush his spirit. Okay, this seems like a good thought. It seems like I am thinking about him and his long-term emotional health and, you know, what he's going to do in the world. I want to help and serve him. But, for me, this thought leads to letting him get away with certain behaviors and speech that confirm to him that he's in charge or that he's more powerful than mom and for me i'm letting him cross my boundaries when i let him cross my boundaries i feel resentful i feel disrespected i feel angry and frustrated and i do not end up showing up as the kind of mom that could parent him and discipline him in a way that's not so negatively emotionally charged So this is really sabotaging me so that I am not showing up as the kind of parent that I want to show up for him. Even though the thought is I don't want to crush his spirit, I probably end up doing it anyways. So I need to backtrack and figure out what else could I be thinking or believing that would help me show up in a way that could empower me. And hold to my boundary so that my son will know hey, mama's here, mama loves you, but mama's still the parent. Okay. Another one, and this is for Elizabeth, and Elizabeth is my daughter who has special needs. For those of you that um, have never been to the podcast before, welcome. So, Elizabeth is nonverbal, and she will often grab my face to communicate with me. She's not totally nonverbal though. She can say mama, right? But this is one of the like very few things that she says, mama and I, which is so cute. (laughs) Anyway, so, but sometimes she doesn't bother doing that and she'll just come and, and grab my face. Like when I'm looking at my phone or looking at a book or looking at another child and she wants my attention, she'll just come up in my space and touch my face and pull it towards her. And this really, really irks me. Um, I'm not a big touchy-feely person. You know, just having the kids crawl all over you all day. I'm not okay with that. It really, really bothers me. So with her, again, this is another boundary one. She's invading my space and my boundary, but she doesn't know it. And the reason that I'm not doing anything is because I think that a good mom would be patient and kind and wouldn't set such hard boundaries for a child that's already gone through so many hard things and who struggles to communicate anyway. So I would let her touch my face and just kindly say, no, please don't do that. But that didn't make a difference for her. So I felt Uh, I guess violated my personal space was violated and she was touching my face I didn't want her to touch my face and I felt frustrated and angry and would ultimately be the kind of mom that I didn't want to be I wasn't being the good mom in my definition that I wanted to be because I would end up getting frustrated anyway and she would have no idea why So although this thought sounded kind and generous, it was not helping us to communicate any better or have a good relationship. All right, last one. I am not qualified to do this. And by do this, I mean be the parent of a child that has special needs to take care of her. And while it's true that I don't have a degree in physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech pathology, cardiology, pediatrics, or any of the other doctors that are helping us. I have no degree like they do. But I have been with Elizabeth on a daily basis since the day she was born. My husband and I both, we know her better than any other person on her care team. So when I believe that I'm not qualified, I tend to not implement the therapy at home or advocate for her in conversations with other adults and care team members. So it's not helping me. I end up feeling and showing up as if I really am not qualified to do this, even though I can. So this thought, although it may look true and factual, in fact is undermining my effectiveness. And I feel powerless when I think it. So those are clues to me that, This is not coming from a source of good. This is coming from a source of bad. So I mentioned clues. What are some of the clues that the thoughts I'm thinking are sneaky little thoughts and not positive ones? So for me, not getting the long-term result that I'm wanting. So not getting the relationship of respect and love that I'm wanting with my children. Right? Not having my personal physical boundaries respected. Okay, over the course of time, I can tell that that's happening. I mean, that's also pretty immediate. So those are clues. Another one is the emotions that I'm feeling right out of the gate after the experience. Am I feeling disrespected? Am I feeling powerless? Am I feeling frustrated or angry? Then most likely, what I am believing or thinking about that person or that situation is not actually a good thought that's helping me. It is a sneaky little thought. It is a wolf in sheep's clothing that is self-sabotaging me. Alright, so let's talk about implementation for a minute. So how can you figure out what thoughts that you're having that are sneaky little thoughts and which ones that aren't? And the biggest thing is to become aware, right? Step out of the situation for a minute and be the observer of yourself. I often really like to do this with pen and paper. But you can do it through talking it out with someone else. You can do it through talking to and recording yourself on your um, app on your phone. There's a lot of ways. Or just stepping out of the situation And trying to be aware of what's going on as if you weren't in it, right? You're a third-party observer. Awareness really, really is key of what's going on. How are you feeling about it? And what results are you getting in your life? Now, once you have an awareness of what's going on, this is the space where you ask questions about what you want to do next. What do you ultimately want your relationship with your child to look like? What do you ultimately want to feel about yourself as a parent about yourself as a caretaker now think about how how would I need to feel in order to take those actions that would help me be that kind of a person and then think about what would I need to think or believe about myself in order to feel that way okay try on some of those thoughts almost like you're trying on a shirt try it on how does it feel what happens in your life when you believe it if you don't like it Take it off, put on another one, go through this process several different times and see what happens in your life and see if it's getting you what you want. You definitely want to choose true positive thoughts and not sneaky little thoughts that are just trying to fake you out. Okay, got to be onto yourself, got to be onto your brain. You're smart, you're a problem solver, and you can definitely figure this out. All right, all you lovely people out there, I hope that that was helpful in some form to help you get to the place that you are hoping to get with this entire journey of raising children that have special needs. I have found learning about and and being aware of sneaky little thoughts to be really helpful, not only with my, um, with Elizabeth, but in a lot of different aspects of my life. And I hope you do too. All right, keep on keeping on y'all. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back next Friday with another podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Take care.